You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. Today's question is, what should I watch? So with the huge volumes of entertainment that are out there for Christians to consume, how should we think about the things that we watch? What's good? What's not good? How do we process through the entertainment that we consume? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at Christ Community Chapel. I've got Zach Wyrock, director of Orchard NEO, Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, and Stacey DiNardo, another member of our leadership team. Today we're talking about entertainment, specifically the question, what should I watch? So there are so many options out there, and the pool of options seems to be growing by the day. So what are things that are good for followers of Jesus to watch? How should we think about the things that we watch? Um, all of that. What does God think about our entertainment consumption. And we're going to try to limit this to adults, right? Yeah, to we could go a million directions. Watch, there's age-appropriate things for everybody, but let's that talk about That could be another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think a good place to start, because again, I think my concern always in these issues is that Christians treat them like uh, earning righteousness. So, you, you know, like, if I don't watch this, God is happy with me. If I do watch this, God is mad with me, and I'm kind of always gaining and losing, and or just r- simple rule check, like I checked the box, I followed the rule, or I didn't follow the rule. I went on IMDb, it said yeah. XYZ, so yeah. I was okay. like, that's good to go. I think it's more like uh, Jesus says the whole law is summed up in this, love God with everything you got, and love your neighbor as yourself. And his point is, like, whatever rule God gives us, it's always, this is always why. And I, I think the the best way to think about this is what kind of approach to entertainment does actually honor God and love my neighbor? What, what is? Because otherwise, if all we hear is God telling us no, I think that produces a negative reaction. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Versus saying, no, 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 God actually wants me to be about something, not just avoid something, but to be about something. That being about is loving God and loving my neighbor. So how do I do that in the choices that I make? Does that that make sense? Yeah. Well, it, it does. But let me ask you this: entertainment, uh, like if we were looking at entertainment as uh, a food source, right? It seems like entertainment would be not straight up nutrition. Your nutrition that makes you healthy comes from other things. Entertainment is like um, junk food. It's it, now that so yeah. is it better to look at entertainment as uh, something? As far as nutrition is concerned, or let me, another question that I would have is, uh, do you ever watch entertainment uh, in order to uh, have something in common with someone you are talking with uh, about Jesus? Yeah, I don't think when I say it, uh, yeah, it's a good distinction. When I say the point of my, like the way I make decisions about entertainment is, does this honor God and does this, is this loving to my neighbor? I don't mean in the sense that the only thing I ever watch or listen to or whatever is Christian content. That would be a misunderstanding. Adventure Tales and <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, leave that. Leave those. My thoughts on those things for another <laughs> yeah. day. I, you can, I, you I, can tell where you are in the parenting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how old <laughs> your kids are. Uh, I think that what I'm saying is, uh, entertainment. Some entertainment is probably just junk, but but other is is art. I mean, it is. It's aiming at something. It is saying something, and that. I think we all underestimate how impacted we are right. by what art is saying. I think we think, I just watched this, it doesn't mean, and I, I think, no, 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 it actually no, does it, I affect absolutely us. Agree. Right. And so right. in that way, like, I'll give you the, here's an example of, I think some shows glorify things that shouldn't be glorified. Right. 
and, and but other shows include things that we would say, "Oh, that's not great," but they're but they're doing it to show Make it's not point. great, right? Yeah, because like, the consequences are exactly. Are, yeah, so I'll give you a perfect right. example of this. Gotcha. I'll give you a perfect example of this: the show Breaking Bad, right? When when Breaking Bad was on, which if you don't know the premise, and this is a, a dated right. reference, but Breaking Bad was about a high, a high school chemistry teacher who finds out he has terminal cancer, and so he begins to sell meth. Uh, methamphetamine, an illegal drug, in order to kind of put money away. This is what he tells himself. In order to kind of put money away uh, to to provide for his family posthumously. And over the seasons of the show, what they actually show you is that, A, that he had this monstrous, like, evil personality that was within him right. that gets brought out and that these decisions destroy everybody he loves. So over the course of this show, you see drug use, you see all kinds of things that you would look at and you go, well, that's not good. But the show never presents them as though they were okay. good. Right. Right. The show is a warning against that. So it contains content right. that maybe we would go, you shouldn't watch that if you're not an adult. But the content is always, in other words, it's calling evil what's evil. And it's calling good what's good, and that's what I mean. And see, that's where where I would I might change from saying you know love God, love your neighbor to uh, love God, love your neighbor, and and love the truth. There's something about yeah, like I like the things that are true. Yeah, that, that's what, and I like to watch things critically to see what they're trying to tell me because everybody's trying to in in art, uh, good art uh, is couching. A worldview, or they're they're trying to teach you something through the art, sure. right? Uh, a lot of times, Christian movies try to do the opposite. They try to preach, and they, they slip preach. a little art yeah, in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Right. But anyway. And well, I had just kind of drawn the line in saying, is this uh, entertainment something that portrays sin, and then you learn from it, or the yeah. glorification of That's sin, right. I think or encourages you to, or encourages you to, in yeah. absolutely. And then, and so even thinking about. Different um, is entertainment something that I'm watching something and enjoying something yeah. that is actually something that Jesus came here to die for. So, yeah. is from glorifying divorce, glorifying. I mean, reality TV is one that is full of glorifying all sorts of behaviors that right. are sinful. So, yeah, and it's bachelor, not just uh, bachelor. It doesn't just glorify what's on the screen. It also glorifies something in me, and that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, I think reality TV glorifies this kind of voyeurism in me. To, to have a knowledge of other people's lives that that I, I shouldn't have and to judge them like the 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 uh, the appeal of reality TV is to watch them and go what a bunch of idiots right and I'm not like them and it's like well wait a minute if like a diet of that and, and again people say well I'm totally unaffected by that I think I think look here's what I think 30 minutes of quiet time in the morning and two hours of the bachelor at night produce a particular right. kind of person and it's just insane to think that's not true. Like it is eliciting something from you, and it is it is having an effect on you. That's the reason why they make it. That that's what, and they know what they're doing. They're good at what they're doing. So I think it's not just what's on screen, but what's on screen. What is it bringing out in me? What is it resonating within me? Do I want that brought out in me? Well, and I think anything that we feed ourselves, likening it to the food, you're going to increase your appetite for that thing. So as I'm watching HGTV, if all I watch is HGTV, HGTV, eventually I start thinking, man, my my counters aren't very nice in my house. Yeah. I need you to move to put and do... put shiplap on everything. I need to put shiplap yeah. everywhere. So to think that I it... I still don't know what shiplap is. <laughs> I know. I know, guys. Yeah. Okay. But it does... I mean, Stick I just think it increases tail. your appetite for the things that you fill yourself right, up Right, but that's with. my point because everyone watches... Like you would watch Breaking Bad and see a scene where 
you know, one drug dealer is murdering another drug dealer and you go, oh my goodness, turn this off. This is awful. But you would never turn off HGTV. Like, well, this is wholesome. It's like, well, actually it could be glorifying materialism. Absolutely. Right. right. And, and bringing that out in you. And so it's not as simple as saying, is what's on screen, mm-hmm. you, you know, violating some principle. I think is, is it affirming what shouldn't be affirmed? Or is it affirming what what should be affirmed? And I think that's a really good. I, I had this conversation once with a a member at a church where I was pastoring, and they were an, she was an actress, and she said, "When I go out for something, can I play parts where the character is doing something that Jesus would tell me not to do, right? That I would not do personally because of my conviction, and, but my character would my character would sleep around, or my character would use words I wouldn't use, or you know whatever." Uh, and my answer to her was. The only way I can answer that is what is the overall point of the show, right? So if the overall point of the show, for example, is you should value your family, family matters, but you play the drunken mother who doesn't value family and in that way illustrates the point, then sure, sure. But if the point is simply to glorify sexual promiscuity, then no, but it's not because the character you're playing violates scripture. It's because the the overall sentiment is contrary to what God is saying. Now, is one of the ways that you can uh, check that in yourself is whether you find yourself rooting for the, the wrong certain person. characters. Yeah. yeah, like I was thinking when you were saying Breaking Bad, and I agree with that. One, it was a it was a brilliant kind of uh, basic idea. I think of this. Uh, chemistry teacher yeah. choosing to be a meth, uh, uh, a meth producer. But uh, I watched most of that and saw the same thing: is that uh, this is a great, it's a great lesson, yeah, because it shows what happens through this lifestyle. Everything breaks down, right? It <laughs> is Breaking Bad better to watch than Ocean's Eleven. Right, because Ocean's Eleven is celebrating. It's glorifying. Absolutely, I was pulling for those guys the whole time to not get caught, and they're stealing everything. And it's just, it's a a whole different. It it's completely juxtaposed to what what the Bible would say. Yeah. No. So when you watched Breaking Bad, who were you rooting for? I don't think I would. I wouldn't (laughs) use in that show. I wouldn't use the phrase. I I think I kept. I, I think I kept rooting for him to get better. I mean, to just go, oh, but, but Breaking Bad is, that is a great, I mean, I liked everything about uh, the the consistency of it. He was constantly Breaking Bad. He was constantly going deeper into darkness. And, and there were times where reasons. I was going, oh, just stop. Yeah, but you know what's stop. interesting is, again, not that this is not a Breaking Bad <laughs> podcast, but but at the <laughs> that's a different in, in the in the fifth season of that show, which I think is the in the final season, which I think is the fifth one, uh, he has a conversation with his wife where he says, "I didn't do this for you, I did it for me. I was good at it, and I liked it." And it, and it's almost like the show is saying that, hey, over the last seasons, he, Walter White's the character. He has given you all these excuses, but really, what's going on here is that. He liked the power. He he liked all these things. And I think what the show is not even trying to get you to root for anybody. I think the show is saying, like, this isn't all of us. Like, this monster that he became, because five seasons ago when he was the high school chemistry teacher, he was the same person. He just lacked the opportunity or the right motivation or – but this monster I, – I, I think – this is what I, I kind of mean. I don't want to be, like, too theologically – weird with this, uh, but to say that like I can watch an episode of Breaking Bad and share the gospel from it without trying too hard. 
right? That that the, what they're showing you is the Brokenness the degradation of, of sin, yeah. and, and that it, it robs you of everything, and that we got to look externally for an answer, and we got to. Whereas other shows, I could do it, but uh, the way I would have to do it is say everything we just watched was wrong. But right. Jesus died for us. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, it's like that's one of the difficult yeah. things that I've read is that it's much easier to portray evil on a screen than good on a screen. I read a couple articles on uh, Chariots of Fire, which was uh, the film about Eric Little. And one of the things that they struggled with was that he was such a good person uh, that that there was no texture to his life because evil gives texture to on a screen to a character. So I think you got to know if you're going to be watching stuff that's consistent with Christianity, with the Bible, uh, many times you might be watching stuff that shows evil in and the proper consequences of that yeah. evil rather than good. One of the things I want to – I would warn people of here in this podcast is uh, some Christian movies are not uh, – don't give a good message. And I'll – I'll say that because uh, Christian movies tend to give poor theology. Especially when it relates to salvation. Oh, yeah. yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, and prayer. I mean, and, and what God's doing and what God wants yeah, for you. Because you, you end up you know, watching a Christian movie and you think, man, every prayer in that Christian movie was was answered with yes. I mean, the the you know, the I, I remember watching Facing the Giants and getting madder and madder as the movie went on because every, what it was teaching people who are watching, was that if you are in God's favor, then you will win the state championship game, even though you're not good at football. You will kick the field goal. Everything will work out in your life if you are a good Christian. And I want to go, man, that, again, is, the, that is worse theology than what I would get in in The Godfather. Yeah, say. and again, yeah. It, it's in, it fails the same standard that we're talking about, is it does not affirm what the Bible affirms, right. and it does not deny what the Bible denies. Yeah, and, and I, I think that uh, the point is that these shows are pushing me in a direction, and I need to be asking, is it good for me to go in that direction? Is it not good for me to go in that direction? And then I need to be honest enough with myself to say, people who are professionals at moving me in a direction are going to be successful right. in doing that, right? right? I mean, they, they like, I'm impervious. You're not impervious. That's why they get paid the money they get paid. They know how to elicit the, the right response from you. And it is amazing to me how many uh, men and women I meet who are affirming things that the Bible does not affirm, like even especially in the arena of sexuality, where if you push them, the derivation of that is pop culture. Right. It's a song they heard, a movie they watched that just made them think about it in a new way. Right, and you say, well, 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 yeah, that that moved you off of what God has said. Like that's no different than the serpent in the garden saying, right. "Did God really say?" Like He knew how to do it. They know how to do it, and and you are susceptible to that. Yeah, I went to a lecture one time that said the Christians tend to look for the magic bullet uh, in movies. That uh, this is the movie that's going to be uh, the great movie that you have you should that everyone should watch, or this is the movie that's a terrible movie, and and every Christian should stay away from this movie. But this lecturer was saying that uh, television shows are much more powerful yeah. because television shows you get to know the character. Two hours isn't long enough to fall in love with the character and have that character become your friend, but five seasons of something is long enough for a Modern Family let's say, for those characters to become your friends, you to be, start to like somebody, and then you be, you slowly begin to shift 
what you yeah. think about a certain yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and and when my I wife was... and I have quit watching different things because the the immorality. It wasn't just that it was immoral. Uh, I, I expect that. It was what they were teaching me about immorality, yeah. that they were trying to teach me over and over and over again that immorality uh, has no consequences, that it's really good for you and it's good for your flourishing, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, and to that point, I think when I was growing, growing up in church, there were, whole, there were whole genres that were immune from Christian criticism. So, like for example, you you if a if um if a drama came out, you would say, "Are there too many swear words in it? Are right, there too right, many?" But yeah. if a romantic comedy came out, you wouldn't even question it. Like right. those were fine, right? Right, and so but but then you had a whole generation of young people growing up saying satisfaction is really only found in romance. Romance right. always looks like this, and, and it's like, well, wait these these movies are saying something that matters that's going to affect us. So in some ways we're loosening the restriction, but in some ways we're saying. This kind of criticism should be applied to everything, whether it's HGTV, yep. whether it's sports programming, whether it's dramas, comedies. Like, is this eliciting in me a good thing or a bad thing? And one of the ways I saw this dynamic be tricky in my home growing up was we had one like one grouping of things we would watch at home and then one grouping of things we would own to watching in public. So like if someone came and knocked on the door, we were watching a movie, my parents might be like, pause the movie, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. It's like they didn't want anyone to know we were watching the movie. I remember as a kid thinking like, That's I'm not... glad we get to watch this movie, but also like, why are we hiding it? Like that, that seems like <laughs> you don't hide something that's n- not bad. And so one of the standards I've tried to apply is if I watch something, I own it, right? I, I, in the sense that like if someone says, have you seen this? I don't say well, or, you know, I said, yeah, I, yeah, I've seen that. I watched that. You don't say I was channel surfing and I might have come across. No, nope. I either watch it or I don't. Yeah, I either watch it or I don't. And I think because well, I think what I'm trying to say is, I want to be consistent. I want to have good reasons for what I do and and what I don't do. And some of what I, I remember when my kids were home, when we would watch something, I would stop it and I would always ask them, "What is this teaching you?" Yeah. Because I wanted them to learn how to look yeah. at how to watch things critically. And how to listen to things critically. I didn't want to say, oh, you shouldn't listen to that song or you shouldn't watch this TV show. I wanted to say, uh, when you watch this or when you listen to this, what is it telling you to do? What is it telling you to believe? Yeah. And it's and so the- good with with parents. I know we're, we're trying to think only of adults, but just to dabble in that joke because what you're saying is so good. Is like if the latest thing out is troubling, it might be that the best parenting response isn't to say to your kids, don't touch that, don't, but rather to say, let's sit down and watch it together. Right, right. And then let's have a conversation after the fact about what the message is and why the message is wrong so that your child feels emboldened in that way to say, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I get why this doesn't. Be- because I think that's the point. It isn't just whether they watched it or not. It's are they buying into the message it's selling? That's we had, you know, something like that a few years ago. That series came out on Netflix called Thirteen Reasons Why. Right, that's and what I was thinking. Yeah. I had a lot of conversations with parents centered around that series, and and at times encouraging people, hey, don't just run away from it and say you can't right. watch this because number one, if you tell a teenager you can't watch this, you had right. better believe the first thing they're going to do as soon as you're out of the room is turn it on. But then the other the other hand, just encouraging parents to say, okay, watch it with your son or daughter. Think about what's being portrayed and ask them to kind of feed back and, and try to understand what the message is behind this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I would just say, I, I feel like um, 
binge watching brings a whole other element to things. And I've recently even seen this in um, in my own family and thought about how my daughter likes The Office. All of her friends have watched it forever, forever, forever. So we said, okay, yeah, start watching The Office. But you look at that, and there's a sense of humor in it that is um, sarcastic, and then a sense, and then sometimes the degradation of other individuals in it. So then you binge watch that, or and that multiplies like crazy that effect on you. And so one thing I know I tell myself and tell my kids is that when all you're taking in is messages about, you know, sarcasm is all you're feeding yourself or um, you're watching romantic comedies that are all about if I'm lonely, that's bad, and I have to have a relationship and it looks like this. I mean, that does shape and change how you feel, what yep. you think about, yep. and having those conversations is so important Yeah, and so kids, it's but, m- more important to have kids who are critical thinkers yep. than it is kids who did or did not watch. I, I mean, obviously, I would add to this that I do think there are gratuitous things that even if a show or a movie is making a, a good point, there probably is a line, whether it's violence or sex or right. where it's just too much. It, it, it's even if somewhere in there there's truth, the packaging is so awful that, you know, you just can't, can't get there. And so I want to make sure that we say that too because – Otherwise, you could walk out there and just go, well, if it's got a good point overall, that it's fine. do whatever, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, particularly as it relates to violence and just the uh, hardening of our hearts yep, towards death and, and or or uh, whether it's nudity and sexuality and just the, the hardening of our heart towards these things. And, you know, I, I, I think it's amazing to me how in marriage, how many marriages are really being destroyed because of ghosts in the bedroom. You know, it's not just the husband and wife. But it's all the naked women the husband has seen and all the naked men the wife has seen. And I think those things matter. And so there is a line at which the packaging is just too bad. Uh, and obviously that, that, it, it's, that's just some subjectivity in, in that. And I was going to ask, is there, are there guidelines that we could think through that would say, okay, it might change somewhat from person to person, but I've also had debates with people about certain shows or certain things within shows, and I'm feeling like some of these things you just should not see. How would you, how do we navigate that? I Well, I was thinking about even just in like Philippians 4, 8, where it's talking about whatever's true, honorable, just, lovely, like think on these things. So what is what I'm watching causing me to think about, to go on then throughout my day, throughout my life? I think um, also, you know, are there areas or things that I'm watching that my spouse, if you're married, is telling you, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just trashy. And are you inviting them into that? And are, are you yeah. asking them, what do you think about this? Right. And and so, I mean, that's an area where if you're not experiencing conviction and wanting to move out of not watching something, but your spouse kind of calls that out, inviting them into that space, that's a line or a way to at least sharpen yourself in those areas. But Yeah. And I think one standard too is like, these are real people. For the m- most part, we're watching on television, right? And so it's like, if this naked woman's walking around on stage... Explain to me if you would do that, if you would watch that movie, how you wouldn't go to a strip club. But if if I say, would you go to a strip club? They say, oh, no, no, of course not. I said, well, explain to me the difference. You, you, for entertainment value, for pleasure, you're watching a naked woman dance around. Here you're watching a naked woman dance around. What's the difference other than she's on screen, but you're an adult, you understand that image on screen corresponds to an actual human being. You know, so I, I think sometimes it's just as easy as saying, would I do this if it wasn't on TV? W- right. Would I take this in if it wasn't on TV? And I think it's good what, what you do is to say, 
you all of us need to own that's right what we're watching what we're using for entertainment but i want to tell you guys too that there uh, you guys all have younger kids than mine uh, there is something uh, really gratifying as my kids have gotten older that if I had just said uh, no, and then when they got older, they wouldn't know how to watch something right. critically. Yeah. But now for us to watch a movie or for my kids to say, oh, did you see that? And I say, yes. And then they say, dad, what did you think about that? Or better yet, if they say, I bet this is what you saw um, because they know they how I'm trying to look and at stuff. But to see them as adults looking at that makes me much more confident in them and their ability to make judgments. Yeah, and um, I think to Stacey's point too, if you're not married, even if you are, uh, enlarge the circle. Like part yeah. of living in community is inviting those you're in community with to speak into what you're watching, like share what you're watching and be open to those and not just hanging out with people who all watch the same things and therefore have form this kind of affirmation circle, right. mm-hmm. but intentionally relate to people who see it differently than you and be open to their their feedback and their criticism and even their rebuke. Like that's, again, the end goal is to love God and love your neighbor. So someone who wants to speak into your entertainment consumption uh, even if they're challenging you, can very well have your best interest in heart. I don't I think don't shrink back from that. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, and one of the things we want to continue to do is make the connection between our faith in Jesus and our everyday lives. So if you have a question or topic that you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. And if you want more information about Christ Community Chapel, our church, you can go to our website, which is www.ccchapel.com. Thanks for listening.